Singleness can be so loud at times, huh? <laughs> and I don't mean that as if like I'm suffering or I'm depressed about it. Because if you've been listening to this podcast for the past two and a half years, you know that's not the case. But when I say loud, I'm going to give you a specific example, which by the way, it's Rika. I'm back. Hey. Um, so it is September, right? It's the unofficial end to uh, summer. And I'm already thinking about the snow that is on its way. I'm in Washington State. And if you're a Washington State kid, I just like you grew up here, like I did, you have to believe in global warming because my God, the winters that we have now is ridiculous. So anyway, I remember about six years ago when we got our first like really bad snowstorm that I experienced, especially being a homeowner, and I had to shovel my own driveway. I literally started crying. So I was like, where my dad at? Three hours away. Where my man at? Didn't have one. You know, thank God my neighbors, you know, helped out here and there. But that was at the time I was waking up at four o'clock in the morning because I had to be on the morning show. Girl, boo. So th these are the moments in the wintertime where singleness gets extremely loud to me. And I had um, one of my friends who you'll hear in this episode I talk about. I don't mention her name because I don't like mentioning names unless I have uh, permission. But she asked me, you know, Rika, how did you, because she's going through a divorce, get comfortable with being by yourself often? You know, how did you get to a place where you were truly happily single? Because she, by confession of her own mouth, doesn't know how to be alone. And I got to thinking, like, to me, it's just a way of life for me. Like, I've been single a lot. <laughs> you know, I've never been married. So I've never lived with a man. So being single is kind of just me. So try, having, like, to think about it and then trying to break that down. That is what Nikita and I do on this episode um, of Single You. And so I do have Nikita. I do have a guest. So back to long form content, you know, again, if you've been listening to the podcast, especially the past like two months before I took a summer vacation, you know that I did take a break. First I was doing, okay, let me just do short form content. And then I was like, let me just have my summer. Let me have my birthday, which was June 29th. I turned 39. Shout out to my cancers and my 83 babies. We're going to be 40 next year. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> We're going to be all right. Okay. We're going to be all right. Hey. Um, anyway, so I had to take a break. I needed to go experience new things. I needed to be out here in these streets dating in a good way in these streets. Okay. Um, I wanted to leave Washington, which I did two or three times this summer. So I had a good time. Um, and then I asked Nikita, who has been on the podcast before, to join me in this conversation to help me answer that question that my friend asked me. Um, and then another question that I got over the summer, because y'all be in my DMs, hey girl, um, was, you know, Rika, how do you handle comments like, you are broken, you must be broken, which is why you're single, or you are single because you're not dating this way. These are real comments that this young lady got from people at church. Well, she said one was a believer, one wasn't, whatever. I just hate that people feel like they can diagnose your singleness or your singleness because you're single because it's not a thing. Don't even do it to yourself. It just, it is what it is. Okay. Nikita and I talk about that. And then we talk about our dating experiences over the summer. Cause again, when I tell you your girl, yes, me, Rika. Okay. I was in these streets in a good way, still guarding my heart, still protecting myself. I have fun this summer. And I hope I can keep the same energy and bring it into the fall. Um, so yeah, I'm back. Thank you for being patient. Thank you for the messages about where you at. I can't wait for the long form content to come back in the interviews or whatever. So I'm back. Nikita has been on the show. This may be time number four. She's a former client inside of Single You Academy. She is quickly becoming a friend. And so this was a great conversation. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play an ad please listen because that's how I get paid for the podcast. Okay. And then I will play my intro to single you the podcast because yeah, you may have been listening for the past two and a half years, but you girl have never heard me. You just found me because of TikTok or you found me two weeks ago and you've been listening to some of the older episodes. Um, and you know, so I, I just want, I always like to play the intro because I want the people who are just now finding me to always know what I'm about and what this show is about. Yeah. So let's get into this episode. Yes, single is loud, but let's discuss how we maneuver in our single 
life, especially over the summer, okay? So I'm gonna play an ad, then an intro, and then you will hear the conversation in full, no ads interrupting after that, with myself and Nikita. Don't pick up the phone, you know he's only calling cause he's drunk and alone too Don't let him in, you have to kick him out again to Break my heart, oh that breaks my heart That you thought you ever had it, no you ain't from the start Yep. Welcome to my party. That's how we do around here. This is Single You, the podcast. I am your host, Rika. And I, I'm an NLP certified life coach and also the founder of Single You Academy. That is my online coaching program. You know what I do? I help the ambitious millennial single woman discover her worth. That means you. So that you, girl, can stop tying your worth and identity to men and stop being a man pleaser. So if you are a woman who is sick of having an unsuccessful single life, if you are sick of the revolving door of dysfunctional relationships, listen, they may have a different name, but it's the same type of relationship. Or you're doing the tug of war back and forth with the same guy and you're sick of that. You want better when it comes to men and setting boundaries, knowing yourself, understanding your worth and what makes a healthy relationship versus an unhealthy relationship. Yeah, I'm willing to bet nobody has ever had that conversation with you. But listen, I'm not here to judge. I have an abusive ex and an ex that cost me $10,000. Yeah, stick around, listen to the podcast enough, and you will hear those stories. All right, so you've come to the right place if you need to hear that singleness is not a punishment and that you are worthy regardless of your relationship status. Yeah, I'm a certified life coach, but I will tell you this. I am no expert. I just learned a few things that I would like to teach you as well. You know, as Maya Angelou says, once you learn, you teach. And when you know better, you do better. So now that I'm doing better, I am reaching back out for you, girl. Here's my hand. Grab it. So thank you and welcome. You're in the right place. I got you if you got you. This is Single You, the podcast. Hey, thanks for being here. Now let's go ahead and get into the episode. All right, so at this point, I feel like, Nikita, I can call you and Cameo, my cousin Linnea, and my cousin DJ, just co-host of Single You. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, but I love pulling and gleaning from y'all's experiences and knowledge and and just everything. Um, I admire all of you, but especially you. It's like... Yeah, you're a former client, but now we have become friends. So now we got to figure out when we meeting up, Nikita. Listen, let's talk. We can talk about that. We sure can. <laughs> Maybe Essence Fest for 23. And I actually might be there. So yeah, I, that actually might work. <laughs> no, I'm 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 dead going because um uh my it's my 40th birthday. Oh wow, yeah, you gotta do that. Yep, yep. So my birthday is June 29th. So usually it falls either on my birthday some years or like a day after leading up to 4th of July. So I'm like 40th birthday Essence Fest. Here we come. I'm doing it. So, all right. So uh, as you heard, I have Miss Nikita Haney on uh, Single You, the podcast. Welcome back. Thank you so much for wanting to do this episode with me. Um, I just appreciate you. So thank you. Well, thank you for having me again. Ready to jump in? I sure am. All right. So, I have like about four questions that I want to ask you and hopefully we can get to all four on this episode because you know me I don't like episodes to be more than an hour um but sometimes yeah but you've been off for the summer so you know that's true that's true <laughs> that's true I did take a break I need that Woo, Jesus um so the first question that I have it actually comes from um one of my very dear friends right now uh, going through a divorce unfortunately uh, well, fortunately, she she initiated it and what have you. And 
um, she is struggling in this season with being alone. Um, she has professed to me that she doesn't know how to be alone. Um, and she's struggling with that. And she asked me, you know, how do you manage being single? How did you get comfortable being alone a lot? And we discussed it. And I'm like, that's such a good question because for me, it's just a way of life. It's all I know, right? <laughs> just, just been single. So if somebody were to ask you that, Nikita, and I'm sure you've had these conversations, <laughs> how would you answer that? How do you manage being single? And how do you like manage being alone a lot? Well, um, I believe everything is a, a forever ongoing journey, right? Um, so how am I currently in this season managing being single? Really just shifting my perspective. Um, I feel like when you are a black woman at a certain at a certain age and you don't have and you're not partnered, you don't have kids, mm -hmm. um, I feel as though there is this deficit thinking that people project onto you. Mm -hmm. um, and so how I am managing that is changing my perspective and really leaning into that being single is not a punishment because that's your tagline, but also it's not a deficit. Um, it can be very triggering when people ask you these very minuscule and just honestly kind of intrusive, mean, dumb questions like why are you single what's wrong with you you don't want to be with somebody whatever the list goes on um and so i'm managing that by just not really internalizing those things at one point i think i was very like well damn is something wrong with me like you know questioning myself and really kind of think, think through like well what am i not doing to not have a partner um but i'm embracing it you know what I mean? Like I, it does get lonely. So I hear your girlfriend when they're saying like, well, how are you managing this and things like that? But honestly, if you can't be by yourself, then you really can't be with someone else either because um, codependency is a real thing and you have to know how to move and operate uh, as an individual, I feel. Um, to be able to be in a healthy partnership, companionship type of situation. So I am just managing it by looking at the benefits <laughs> of being a single Black woman. And um, I have not always felt this way. I have not always thought this way. But just being transparent, I do desire partnership, but it's not happening right now. So I'm not going to just wallow in that and lay down and die and not live my life you know what i mean and if i'm being honest i'm at peace right now um <laughs> and i know that being in a partnership requires a lot of compromise it, it requires a lot of you as does anything but i'm at peace and yeah. you had tweeted something i think it was like two weeks ago it was this summer i do remember you being like singleness is an option too you know, yeah. and yes. showing, you know, this generation of young women and future generations, like you can be a single woman or a single person. Let me say that a single person and live your best life. If it comes, it comes. And if it doesn't, then that's fine, too. And so I'm really embracing that. You know, somebody told me um, <laughs> this weekend, actually, I had posted on my Instagram I had a friend come in town uh, and we all went out and things like that. And uh, they recorded a video of me dancing to Beyonce's You Can't Break My Soul. And a couple people were like, I saw it. Yeah. A couple people were like, you look so happy. And I am happy. I am at peace with myself. Yeah. And so I, I just hope your friend, I know a break, um, a divorce is, you know, I have never experienced that. Right. So I know the untethering of a marriage is so hard and, you know, I don't know how long they were together, but I also would just encourage your friend to know that there is joy on the other side of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, I'm sure they didn't imagine that's what their life was going to, that their marriage would end in that way. But I just believe it's a season and a time for everything. You know what I'm saying? So 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. It, so a lot, there's a lot of things you said. I've been taking notes. I even looked up the scripture because, you know, I like to like, you know, oh, you said this. So let's even go deeper. But what I want to say first is, yes, divorce is, is hard, right? And some of the things that we've been talking about is she, you know, because another one of the questions that she asked me is like, you know, what books are you reading and podcasts and things that you're doing, um, which I did give her. Um, and then her therapist, because she's in therapy, told her that she needs to um, stop for right now, right? And feel her feelings. And I was like, you know what? That is so smart because right now it's not about quote unquote fixing yourself. Mm-hmm. The life that you had is, you're basically uh, mourning that. So you're gonna have to go through these emotions. The only way to get over this and become at peace with yourself, you have to go through it, sis, mm-hmm. sorry, you know? Um, and so it's been uh, a few days in a row, these past two weeks of her calling and just crying and me just being her friend and, and just listening and just letting her get it out. Because you ha- we can't just push it down like it don't hurt. Regardless if you wanted the divorce, the breakup, what have you, it, it still hurts because yep. you're owning the life that you thought that you had. So hopefully that, that, that was just on my heart to say. So hopefully that blesses somebody listening to it. Um, but I think that also applies to wanting to become at peace with yourself and learning how to live single. Mourn the life that you thought you was going to have by 30. You know, you, you got to go through it. There was many nights of me crying and just being super sad. I'm like, I am a wonderful woman. Where is this, you know, husband that I deemed that I was supposed to have or what have you? But you're right in you saying changing the perspective and how we think of it. Because once I started doing the healing, I realized that number one, a husband is not a promise from God. Um, number two, if I die at 97 single and lived a full life, I'm dying happy. And Jesus is not going to say, well, you never got married. So sorry. Right. You, so if we're follower of, followers of Christ, that was the ultimate single. So it, <laughs> it's just not something that is promised for everybody for it to happen. Um, even even if you desire that, right? Like yes, Jesus, Jesus knows you better than you know yourself. You know, and even if you don't subscribe to Christianity, whatever it might be. Sometimes it's not, well, what am I doing? Sometimes maybe that's just not a part of the the overall vision of your life. You know, a relationship, relationships in general, alter your life in ways that sometimes you can't come back from it. You know, I do believe in healing. I do believe, you know, all of that. But sometimes relationships really take your life in a direction that, you cannot bounce back or you, you know what I'm saying? It just, it it can do great things and it can do bad things too. And so I have rested in the fact that I might really desire that, but that might just not be a part of the plan either right now or at all. I don't know, but I can't uh, just again, become so encumbered by that, that I don't do what it is that I like live this full life. Like we really only get, one life and so many people have passed away within the last three years because of the pandemic you know what i'm saying like time is very short and i don't want anybody listening to your podcast that might be a single person to just waste their life worried about that every day of course you might have thoughts about it but it is what it is (laughs) yeah Yeah, it, it, it is what it is and harboring on that and just, oh my gosh, I'm single, I'm single, I'm single. Because like you, yes, I do desire a husband. But right now in this season, because like you said, sometimes single be super loud and like, oh my God, my life. And then sometimes, you know, because it's a continued effort to do the work, it's like, no, I'm good. Like, I'm really good, y'all. I'm good. So the questions of why are you single? I feel like people ask those questions or are just like, oh my gosh, because they think that we're miserable. And I'm just like, where, where, why do I have to have this dark cloud following me because I don't have a husband? I I just, that thought process. And I think that we're chipping away at it little by little with this new generation, you know, us and then the the generation after us, we're chipping away at that little by little. That it doesn't, 
you having a partner doesn't automatically mean you're more happy than I am. Basically. And if we want to be, you know, very even a little deeper, you know, there have been recent articles that have come out. And even before that article came out in psychology today, my therapist told me that she was like, you add value to a man's life. It's not the reverse because she was just, you know, st uh, statistically, men get 10 years added on to their life if they become partnered. It's not that way for us. Yeah. And I just think for black women in general, like when people say, you know, why are you single? It's like it has to be something wrong with you because people have viewed you as you're such a good person. And it's like, why can't that just be enough? Why does it? Well, you're such a good person, so you should have somebody. And it's like, well, I do have things. I have a podcast. You know, I do advocacy work for women. I enjoy doing uh, I'm just thinking of the things that you do. You enjoy doing events where you are hosting and speaking. You know, it's like, I do have things. I might just not have this person that I should have to make my life better <laughs> when statistically it's pretty even. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, and the article that you're talking about, which I'll link uh, in the show notes here, is the article that came out about how men are not... Um, they, they can't get married because women have raised the standards. Like we've raised the bar basically. And so we're like, no, we're actually want to be happy now in relationships. So you better come emotionally mature. And if you don't bye. And so there are a lot of very unhappy single men, but I think women we've tapped into the sauce. We like, wait a minute, I don't need you anymore to own a house. So what are we doing? <laughs> like, you better come with peace and healing uh, or don't come at all. So uh, that was a great article. Another thing that I want to point out that you said um, is the um, the thinking, how we're capturing our thoughts, right? And mm -hmm. changing our mindset about what single means. Um, and so that is also how I would answer the question is to arrive at peace with yourself as a single woman, it's going to be a mental gymnastics thing. And, you know, the Bible says, um, Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, we must take our thoughts captive or our thoughts will take us captive, right? So you thinking I'm less than because I'm single is taking you captive. That's actually at your detriment. But if you learn how to flip the script and be like, why, girl, why are you thinking that way? No, you are. Look what you're doing. You got two dogs. You have freedom. You are booked your biggest speaking and seeing gig ever. You're doing, you know what I mean? And so I want to talk about um, things that you're doing that help you take your thoughts captive. Books that maybe you're reading, meditation, what have you. What practices are you doing to help you with that? Uh, hmm. Well, one, I'm walking. You know, I physical movement. I love going on long walks, you know, three, four, five miles, listening to different podcasts about multitude of things. Um, I am I'm a journaler. I like to journal, uh, journal my prayers, journal my thoughts. Um, and I'm in this space now where I'm being very, very, very transparent with God, like. Why does everybody else get to have what I desire and I have to watch that? You know, I have said that to Jesus before, you know, things like that. And honestly, I do things by myself. You know, six years ago, I would honestly tell you I was afraid to do that. But I enjoy time with myself. I work in a helping industry. I work in education. And so, in you know, there are peak seasons. Um, in the work that I do. And so, for instance, uh, my students have, the students have been back for three weeks as of now. And I cannot wait to get home from work so I could be by myself because somebody is needing something from me yeah. all day long, whether it's my staff, whether it's a coworker, whether it, you know, somebody needs something. So when I get home, I'm excited. I don't want to talk to nobody. I just want to be with myself. So I'm just leaning into this me time, me, 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 you know, and I know people are like, well, that sounds very self-centered. I'm not a self-centered person at all, but I have found and learned the value of what it means to be by myself. 
Absolutely. And I'm an extrovert. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I love being around people, but people are draining as well. Yeah. So I am just actively learning how to continue loving on myself. And I'm not, and I want to be clear, I'm not trying to self-love my way out of the desires of my heart. That's not what I'm doing. Right. What I am, yeah. what yeah. I am doing is redirecting the energy that I give out to so many people on a day-to-day basis, giving that to myself. Because at one point in my life, I wasn't, and I was miserable. So when people tell me, you look so happy, you're glowing, you're this, it's because I am redirecting all the energy inward. <laughs> you know? Honestly, right. And I don't want, first of all, thank you. That is, whew, that clarity, exactly. You and I both desire a husband. So we ain't trying to self-love or profess that being single is the best option and da 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 No. What I've always tried to do is help you understand that there is beauty in singleness. Paul talks about it in the Bible as well. And also last night I went to um, uh, a barbecue that one of my friends was having. And uh, one of my homegirls, she has two kids. And it was crazy. Like one's like 15, the other one's I think 11. But anyway, they both were like, mom, mom, at the same time asking her for something. And she looked at me, she was like, can I run away to your house, please? I need like two days by myself. And so that obviously there's beauty in marriage and there's beauty with being a mom too. But let's not act like the beauty and singleness with that alone time is not clutch at some time. You know what I mean? Like it's clutch sometimes. To be able to just decompress and process the day and talk to yourself and love on yourself with without the Nikita, 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 mom, 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 mom. Can I have this? Can I have this? Like I because I felt it. I was like, oh my God, what is that? Are you okay? Like, right. You know? So we cannot pretend that there isn't beauty in singleness. So thank you for um that answer. So let's um move on to the question that I sent you. Mm-hmm. on this DM that I got from a young lady. Cause you know, I'm just always getting questions uh, left and right. And what she wrote was, she said, quote, Hey Rika, I was sharing a scenario of why I'm single with a non-believing relative and some church friends. So let me pause and say, when she says non-believing, like we know what that means, right? Like they don't, I guess, believe in Jesus or something. I don't know. Um, and she said, one said to me that opposites attract. So where you put, wait, so where you're put together, be prepared to fill. Oh, okay. I get it. Okay. One said to her opposites of trap. So where you are put together, be prepared to fill in his gaps. While the other argued science says that like attracts like. So will you always, so you will always pull broken brothers because you are broken. And I wanted to throw my phone that somebody told her that she was broken. Right. And she went on to say, Rika, I honestly was stuck to think, this is how people see me. I'm also gonna put this, uh, what she wrote in the uh, show notes so you can read it for yourself as well. But she went on to ask, I'm on a journey to be better and healed to be ready and equipped in my authenticity, nor will I be codependent for someone else. I no longer want to be that. She asked, so here's the question. Have you ever been pigeonholed into statements like that? And how do you respond? So I want to hear your answer and then I will tell, I will also tell you what I said to her. But yeah, what would you tell her if you were having a conversation with her? I would tell her, hey girl, well, one, this person, whoever said this to them, I would really say, you know, sometimes the people in our life, they think they are, helping is not the word. They think they're being real with us. They think they're giving us, you know, wisdom. And so you have to learn how to take what people say with a grain of salt and also look at this person's track record with relationships as well. Because I think there is value in knowing who you are getting this insight from and if they are even living the things that they are telling you about relationships, partnerships, all of that. Uh, Secondly, um. I had read it again. I was like, it sounds like this information also came from a male. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not a, a, a man bashing. I believe we all need healing, however we identify, right? But this just sounds like that warped thinking of like, 
that whole opposites attract. No, sometimes you can be a really good human with really good intentions and still attract bad people. That has nothing to do with brokenness or anything. Sometimes people are attracted to you because you are such a good person. You have a light. People are attracted to that. So it, it's not lost on me that, you know, maybe she attracted somebody who wasn't necessarily on the, going in the same direction as she was. Um, and I just think this is another way to kind of, again, project that deficit model onto women and it is it's annoying <laughs> it's so annoying so i would just say take it with a grain of salt like you if you know that you are doing you are being intentional about yourself your life and the things that you want understand that good things happen to bad people and people are human you know everybody you meet is not going to be the person whatever the case may be it doesn't mean that it's something like inside your chest that's super broken. Now, granted, we do have habits and patterns and all of those things that we need to break. But sometimes it could truly just be you a good person. A person was attracted to you and y'all just wasn't going in the same direction. This is, again, deficit thinking. You always going to attract somebody. No, sometimes you just attract people that y'all not on the same yeah. energy frequency. I love um, that phrase, deficit thinking, <laughs> deficit model. Is I love that. That's so. Oh. And also, they said they're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't. That is also very true. So whether you are single or you're married, people gonna always have things that they are projecting onto you. When you single is why you single. When you gonna get married? When you gonna have kids? When you get married, people like, oh, when y'all gonna have kids? And you have a kid, they're like, well, when you gonna have another one? It's just so it's like you really it is kind of like a double-edged sword. Yep, so you really yep. just have to do what works for you and don't let people project their stuff onto you. Yeah, that deficit thinking. I, I love that. <laughs> so yeah, all of what you said is um it is great, obviously. And pretty much what I told her, I just said it in these words. I said, first of all, what is your relationship like with God? Because regardless of what they're saying, you damage, you die, whatever, what does God say about you? We have to have our own relationship and our own thinking patterns that come from Jesus. Because I don't, so whatever these people are saying, maybe that works for them. So maybe somebody did get an opposite attract, or maybe somebody did feel I was broken, so I was attracting all these broken people. But what does that got to do with Nikita? What does that got to do with anybody? That's your story. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everything is not so black and white in how to get in a relationship. Oh, yeah. do this, don't do that, then you will get. No, if it was that easy, we would have been there already. Thanks. All these relationship gurus and psychics and all of that, they would have <laughs> already put us in a relationship and it would have been perfect. So I think all of us, have to arrive at a place understanding that everything isn't going to work out the way we thought that it was going to work out. And even as, if it doesn't, like you said, sometimes bad things happen to good people. It doesn't mean you're broken. It just didn't work out the way you thought it was going to work out. And that's okay. Right. Because people don't get married with the intent to get divorced. No. <laughs> so it just... <laughs> Exactly. People, I mean, people like you just don't know and you have to just kind of like allow yourself to just lean into whatever the season is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. and lean into whatever the experience is at yeah. the time. There's no you do these five things you're going to get to do. You do these five things you're going to get. Yo, so like is that sometimes so, some stuff is just a coincidence. You know, sometimes you just yeah. happenstance. You just fall into it. Yep. yep. And and two people in a successful relationship, whatever you think successful is. So if people are like, oh, they've been married 20 years. My parents just hit 45. And one of the things that my mom said is they just were teammates. So if you get two people in a relationship who are like, we just go make this work. That's how you know what I mean? Like, I, I think it's that. I don't think it's just, well, opposites attract and this and that above. I don't think it's any of that. Um, and I like how you, you know, what you said as well is. Um, take it with a grain of salt. We always have to be mindful of 
what advice we are taking. And I know that I've said this before on the podcast. I don't remember what episode, but it's don't take advice from somebody you wouldn't swap lives with. So this really that simple. It's really that simple. <laughs> like your life. So why are you talking to them? And why is it hurt so much when they say, well, you're broken. So that's why you can't get a relationship. Would you swap lives with this woman or this man? You know, and sometimes even if you would, I mean, you know, again, have your own relationship with God, arrive at a place of peace, like Nikita and I were talking about, um, so that you can have your own conversations with God about who you are and how you should be um, maneuvering in this world. So, um, okay, yeah, I think we're gonna get to all these questions, I love it. Okay, so the next thing I wanted to ask you is, you know, I had a summer break, we all had summer, but I took a break from the podcast because I needed I needed to go experience some things. I was like, I ain't got nothing to talk about right now. <laughs> I, need okay. I need to be dating. I need to be outside. Um, and so that's what I did. You know, I took about what three trips this summer, or whatever. And obviously, I have my birthday, and um, I had some fun. So there's a few men that I've run into and just had new experiences and what have you. So before I talk about mine, I would love to know: Are you dating Nikita? And what have you been running to, running into lately? with your experiences with men? I'm not dating. I, I, okay, let me say this. I'm not actively dating. Have I went on dates between January to now? Yes, I went on two dates. One was virtual, one was in person. Am I still talking to those individuals? No. So what I am running into is that, well, one, I don't want to force anybody to date me or whatever the case may be. So I'm not chasing anybody, but I am very big on communication, right? So like, even if, you know, we go out and it's like, okay, this is not what I thought it would be, or you're great. And, but I don't want to see where it goes. I'm open to somebody saying that to me. What I have ran into is that people do not know how individuals having a hard time communicating for me that's like my skill set <laughs> you know what i'm saying so um i am not actively dating i would like to be but i just feel like i'm in my like just have a good time era um obviously with wisdom but it's i'm dating myself and i'm okay with that you know um i just don't have to force myself to like things that I don't like and I'm not going to because I don't have to so um I'm just kind of and I say this with like not to sound like I'm out here but I'm outside you know I'm open I'm just you know if I go to a bar and somebody sparks up a conversation with me and we decide to exchange numbers I'm open to that but I'm just I'm just doing me right now if I'm being honest I love it and if if another date comes along then great but Again, communication is so important to me. And I think in the past, I know in the past, I tried to, I tried to like make excuses for why people weren't doing this and that, but I'm not putting up with anything that is not in alignment with what it is that I know I want. So if you can't communicate to me, whatever it might be, then I don't, I'm not moving forward with that. I love that. I love that. And do you feel like, so um, one of the things that um, I spoke with um, Cameo about, we recorded an episode yesterday, which I think is going to post after this conversation, but that's okay. Because I want to see where you, what you think about it. So one of the things that we talked about um, with how we participate in our own suffering, and this is happening in real time for both Cameo and I, is yeah, sure, we've gotten better with um, trusting our gut, but it's always the trusting our gut instinct versus the, but I need tangible evidence of why my gut is telling me that he's not the one. Where do you fall in that space right now? Do you feel like you're super quick at, oh, my gut says no, I'm cutting it off? Or do you um, feel- I think I'm super, I'm super quick now. I'm super okay. quick. Now I will say there was someone who I just really wanted this person and I to work out, but I just, I finally, I will be honest, I let it go at the top of this year because, you know, I would be like, well, this is going on. So maybe why this is impacting what what we're trying to have go on. But I am of the mind that I am grown. Like you, we real grown, right? Like we 30, 
five plus. You feel me? So like, Amen. <laughs> I'm not making an excuse for a grown up. Like, if people want to engage with you, they will. But I have gotten very quick. Um, I mean, quick to the point where it's like, stop talking to the person. They're like, oh, well, what's up? I'm like, well, I hadn't heard from you, so I just moved right along. Moved along. <laughs> a whole day within two days without talking to me after you told me you was interested i'm cool <laughs> well, i just feel like if you're interested you're interested exactly. interested people act interested and if you don't and you don't communicate like hey this is what's happening whatever the case may be then i i have no other evidence other than to think that you're not interested so i'm going to just go with that yeah, yeah. And and like you said, and stop making excuses. Well, he's busy or he's this or he's that. Nope. We need to put that on a t-shirt, Nikita. Interested people act interested. interested. No worries. Um, but yeah, I've gotten quick and I, I will be honest with you that you helped me with that when I was your client. Yeah. Um with the the trusting, the trust, the self-trust. Yes, yes. Um, and so I think I truly think that's why it's gotten quicker now. I just I just trust myself. Yeah. The more I have been intentional about trusting what I feel and my intuition, it has just the results, the end outcome has always been like, that's what it was. So. Yeah, yeah. And it just it, so this scripture came to mind. You know how the Bible does say you reap what you sow. Mm hmm. I don't think a lot of us understand, like there's so many nuances and layers to that. Yep. And it applies with this trusting yourself because, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, the more you've been able to cut off, trust yourself in this moment and that moment and this moment, it's actually strengthened your like ability to cut people off quick. The ability to just trust yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I don't, dating is an extreme sport, obviously. And you do have to, you know, <laughs> You know, you have to get to know people, but I just, it shouldn't be that hard. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we make it harder than what it has to be. And again, if I'm like Rika, I want us to be friends. You know that I want to be your friend because I am communicating with you. I am spending time with you. I'm getting to know you. So it's, it's really that simple. It's really that simple. So it's so yeah. simple. And you know what? You just reminded me of something I shared. Shout out to Debbie Dev. Um, so I listen to her podcast as well. Let me see. Um, yep, here it is. It, in the lane of it's really that simple. Debbie Brown posted, purpose should never, never feel restrictive. By nature, it expands. It stretches. It pulls and moves. Though there are challenges we face and will continue to, Who's truly for you will always have an element of ease and grace connected to it. Wow. So it's really that simple. We're adults, 35 plus. You like me. I like you. Cool. Let's get to know each other and see if we're suitable. I don't want to have to do the mental gymnastics of, well, why isn't he calling me? It's been two days. And da, da, da. There's no excuse in the book besides I'm not as interested as I thought I was. That's it. Okay. And that's okay. Because all the other excuses don't make sense because it, it is human nature to make time for what is important for you. Mm -hmm. Period. Basically. <laughs> that, I mean, look at your own life, right? It's like when we really want to do something, girl, we go, we could be in all the debt, but Beyonce about to drop these tickets. Guess who's going? Yes, ma'am. Me, it's me. I'm going. Yeah. yeah, I just I I don't have the bandwidth nor the capacity to stretch myself into a pretzel over if somebody is interested in me. Because when you want a job, you apply for the job, you do what you gotta do to get the job. You know, and that's that's actually how I have been thinking about dating, right? It's like applying for a job. Person applies for the job, you give them an interview. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it's a good fit. Sometimes it's not. And so then you say, oh, wow, let's go back to the applicant pool. That's, that's exactly what dating is. So, yeah. So I will just say this um, real quick. What I ran into this summer, 
Yes, tell us about your hot girl summer. That's that. I was in these streets. I was in Oakland. Where else did I go this summer? Lord, I don't even remember. Denver. Uh, where else? I was in Seattle this summer. Which is, I'm from Seattle, so there's that. But um, I live three hours outside. But anyway, so um, <laughs> it's like right now I'm in a space where I am meeting a lot of quote unquote good men, right? They are just not coming in the package that I want them to be in. <laughs> and so now I'm battling with this what is really settling, what is not settling. I talked with one of my really um, good friends. She's like a mentor, she's a sister, she's 48. Um, she actually does my hair. And she told me a list of things that her husband did not have that she thought she wanted and 17 years later weren't as important. And so she's like, does that mean I settled? You know, even though he never, this never changed or whatever. So she's like, you just really have to get to a place where your values are the same and focus on that. So I'm like, okay, cool. So a few of them have been easy to cut off because two of them were poly and I'm just, just not, we're not, we're not gonna do that. <laughs> right? that's, that's not for me. Um, so that has been easy to cut off. Although the conversations have been great. Um, a few other men, you know, they got some kids and, and what have you. And so they're still kind of lingering. So we'll see. Um, but I think the most important thing that I'm looking for is I'll say the the number two, the two things, a relationship with God. Okay. And that can come in all types of forms and later. It doesn't have to look like me because I've dated men from the church and they was trash as well. So that's not the thing that matters is character and your relationship with God. And then, and then number two, deep conversations. We got to have an emotional connection. Those are the top two things. Everything else is like, okay, do I want to deal with this for quote unquote life if we do until death do us part? So that's the space that I'm in right now. I think I used to have a really long list um, with other things on it, but right now that's what I'm swirling with uh, in the two. But yeah, this summer has been fine. You know, attention is great, but it's also is the attention of quality. And I haven't quite found the quality yet, which yes, is okay. I love that. Is the attention quality? Wow. A line. I love that. Because that's also the thing, like, I know I'm an attractive human. I know I, you know, I'm liked. And I know, you know, from the outside looking in, you know, like, oh, she got it going on. She did, she that. But I just really want someone to get to know me for me, right? Like, on my social media, yes, I post a lot about the things that I enjoy. So that would be writing, reading, Black women, looking cute in really good outfits. <laughs> being on different podcasts that are about topics that I enjoy talking about. So from the outside looking in, people make assumptions about what I do for a living and all this type of stuff. I want you to get to know me as a person, you know? So, yeah. And if you can't hold a, you, when you talk about the deep conversations, who Jesus? Yeah. I, that just be, that's, I feel like that's basic, but I am very, right. Yeah. I am learning that at this big age that we are there are people who do not know how to have a conversation of substance. They don't, girl. And I'm not judging. I'm not yeah. judging. But I'm also like... It's just not for me. Yeah. I, I, I need to be able to talk to you. I, I, there are so many things in the world that I care about. And I want to so talk to you. And I think I'm so smart. And I you want are. you to have my brain. So it's like, I, I just, you know, I, I, I think I've told you this and probably said on the podcast, the springtime i was meeting a whole bunch of men that i had to tell them you said you were interested in me so i'm gonna need for you to ask me questions <laughs> i can't be the one carrying this whole conversation and being in this text loop of good morning beautiful right and one of them told me he just felt that it was nosy to ask me and i'm like you are 38 how is this no how do we get to know each other don't they learn this in kindergarten i don't i'm so confused right and so thank God I have tumbled out of the good morning, beautiful text loop. And like I said, the last batch of men uh, have been, they've been okay. Like, okay, now we're headed in the right direction. And it has been great for me to um, even get quicker at cutting them off, even though sometimes I'm like, okay, I feel like this isn't for me, but let me see, you know, but I'm still in the guard of my heart era. So it's not like, 
it was at my detriment, right? So, but yeah, so so the quality of conversations, I feel like I've had it this summer, men ask me questions that I've never been asked before. Oh, that's cool. That's dope. Can I know one question? Can we know one question, your yeah. listeners? He, yes. So one asked me, and it's so funny because he, he does have a full-time job, but he also drives for Lyft on the side. And he pulled in one of his Lyft riders into the conversation who also, I think he like picked him up from church or something. But he had asked me, he said, so I know you believe in God and I know you're a Christian. And I, he was raised more, do Muslims read the Quran, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's a difference in who we uh, believe Jesus is, right? The Bible is, he's the Messiah. The Quran is, he's just Jesus, like a disciple. Um, and so he asked me, would that be a deal breaker and why? And so then we went in this whole, like what we believe, who, who we believe Jesus is and who we believe God is. And I've never had that conversation with a grown ass man before. Wow. And I was like, oh. <laughs> okay. I like oh, it. Right. Exactly. So that raised the bar for me. Like if you can't come with these and not argue, like we may disagree on a few things, like who we think Jesus is or whatever, but it wasn't an argument. It was like, oh, why do you think that way? Or what do you think the church taught you that was at your detriment? And like, I've literally never even had anybody ask me, is this a deal breaker if we think that Jesus is different? I've never had anybody ask me that, Nikita. I about fell out, <laughs> fell out. Yeah. That makes me smile for you. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. And I, I can talk about Jesus all day, every day. So, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's end on this. Um, you are a writer, and I want to shout out Right On Black Girl. Oh, thank you. I'm going to link it in the show notes because I did see that your community has grown. Mm -hmm. uh, and I do want you to plug Right On Black Girl. But before you do that, you are a reader of books just like I am. Mm -hmm. Was there any books that you read this summer that you were like, she needs to read this? She, she needs to. And it doesn't have to be about being single or self-caring. They could be fiction, nonfiction, what have you. Um, I finally started read, read Lit Theology, thanks to you. I did reach out to Candace to be on the podcast, so we will see. She followed me on Instagram. Yes. Yet. But yes. <laughs> yes. Red Lip Theology was the first book I read this, this year. And I believe that every Black woman, however you identify, you need to read that book. Because I feel like that is where... Some of the things that you have talked about on your podcast for single women, I especially because you are a believer, so I know you're kind of speaking to women of faith. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That book, the, that is where a lot of these uh, ideologies and how we move and, and try to show up in relationships, that's where some of that starts. Um, but what is a good book that I've read? Um... I got to think about it real quick. Yep. Take your time. No worries. Oh, it's actually a reread that I was doing with a group of black, black women in films. We um, were reading all about love by Bell Hooks. I did a reread with a group of friends. Oh, and remember, I just finished that one. And so, yep. you know, it hit different when I read it by myself. But then when I got with a group of black women, whoo. And we started really diving into some of that. It was deep. So I really encourage anybody to read Bill Hooks All About Love. I love that. Uh, because we really have to think about how did we learn about love? What was taught to us? What parts of that were healthy? What parts of it was unhealthy? And then how do we unlearn those some of those things? And then when we're talking about love, what do we want that to look like? in our lives what does that look like yes because yes. a lot of us and when i say us i'm really talking about the people that raised us whoever that was we all have been winging it so a lot of this is generationally passed down and so you got us now trying to do differently than what what, what our parents or our guardians grandparents was doing and so it's hard <laughs> love that a lot of us have been winging it that's so true man we have no blueprint no strategy nothing we just yeah because even, even how you know the, the bible gets toward it of what you know 
even that's been winging it too. The, the black church been winging it. Yeah, and, and, and really, um, you know, I, I, Pastor Darius Daniels is um, somebody I admire, and I've, you know, when you're my client, we we watch a lot of his videos and stuff, and he's my coach. But even with him and relational intelligence, and then the stuff that he talks about, the Bible doesn't really talk about like strategies for romantic relationships. Nope, not at all. Because dating wasn't a thing back then. It was you get you so you marry him. It was like freaking Indian matchmaker. <laughs> you know what I mean? So there was no um there's really no strategy. What we can take from it is what you know a lot of the uh, scriptures that talk about just regular relationships like love thy neighbor as thyself. Um, you know, the obviously everybody's favorite that they read at their um weddings is the love is patient, love is kind, love is blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so just taking that and applying that to your life could help you tremendously more than what we've been doing in these streets and winging it, right? And you know what? I'm glad you brought this scripture up because that's something that we talked about a lot when we worked together when I was your client. But also taking that scripture and not so much trying to uh, place that onto romantic relationships, but having that relation, um, placing that scripture for yourself. Yes. Turning yes. it, in, turning it inward. We place yes. it so much on, you know, a romantic relationship, but yep, and, like, turn it and, inward. Yeah, <laughs> doing that to your friends because really a romantic relationship, the only difference is y'all have sex. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be patient and kind and long-suffering, all that, to my friends as well. To myself first, to my friends as well, to my parents, to whoever, right? And then once you get good at applying that to the other relationships in your life, it kind of could be easy once you romance comes into it. Because, again, the only difference is y'all become roommates, y'all paying bills, and y'all making kids, or at least practicing making kids. <laughs> right. So, they write, I want them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, okay, I think that's it. I think we have um, I got in all the questions that I wanted. I have one more, but I think I want to save that one for later. Um, is there anything that we missed that you were like, oh, I, I wanted to say this before we get off? Um, you had brought it up before, and I had had a thought when you talked about Paul, and Paul was in the Bible when talk, Paul talks about it is better to be single than to be, don't know the exact language, but basically encouraging you to be single. I really just want every listener that's listening to your podcast, whether it's uh, a woman, man, whatever, embrace your singleness. I'm not saying that it's not lonely sometimes. I'm not saying that at all. But because it you can't, it's ebbs and flows to loneliness. That's just what it is. But what I am saying is live your life, live a full life. You know, you only get one life. Do not dwell on what you don't have. Be thankful for everything that you do have. And in this season of my life and in my singleness, I I am very intentional about so many things right now. I have friends that are single, that aren't single, that are so encouraging. And that's another thing. In your singleness, surround yourself with people that are going to help you continue to live your life. Oh, man. Not people that are badgering you with those questions that we talk about that make you think that you're, you know, that are placing that deficit thinking onto you. Live your life. Um, and just know that when Paul talks about that, that is a very real thing. Cause I think you had a question that you were like, what, what do you feel like, uh, married women? Yeah. I mean, Hey, you know what? Let's just do it. Yeah. So the last <laughs> one was, um, cause in my mind I was thinking maybe I should have you, me and a married woman on. And I was thinking my friend who was married from last night. And so maybe we'll do that too. Oh yeah. I would love to do that. You know, but yeah. So the last question I had was, what do you think single women have to give up, give up once they get married and or have kids? I'm going to be very mindful and intentional about what I'm about to say. So I just want to say like here, I hope people hear my heart when I say this. 
to some extent, I believe when you get partnered, married, whatever the case may be, you have to decenter yourself in some regards because you are now responsible for a spouse. And if you choose to have children, is that if that is your desire, you are also responsible for them. So people have the same amount of time in the day. They just allocate it differently. And I think when you are single, you can allocate a lot more of that time to yourself. In some ways, you can be a little self-centered because it's about you and you are your only responsibility. When you get married, that is a different type of responsibility to be responsible for little people and for the person that you have committed your life to. So I think you have to learn how to how to allocate that time. I do believe you can find balance when you become you do have that responsibility of marriage and whatever the case may be. But I think it's a lot harder, you know, and it can be hard as a single person, too. But I just think it's, it's so different. And I say that because my best friend is married and I do not ride her. I don't she doesn't have children right now. But I don't ride her behind because she her responsibility now is to her husband. And so if she's at work for eight hours of the day, I cannot expect for her to give the remaining hours all to, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's a dynamic shift. It's it's a shift. And anybody who says that is not, they are lying. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, shoot, ask her if she want to be on the podcast too. <laughs> I'll, ask, I'll ask her because she they just hit their one year this summer, and I do remember us having a conversation. And she just feels like because my best friend is also working on a PhD, so she's married, she is uh, she works in education and she is working on a PhD, and she does not always have time, like, we have to schedule best friend time. You yeah. know, so I will ask her because she she's she also believes that as a married woman, marriage is not the the height of life. Like it's not like the end goal. Like you don't get married and then you didn't made it to the top. She don't yeah. believe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All my friends that are married, shout out to Desandra, who's been on the podcast. Um, she is one of my best friends too. She's married to Brian, who's been on the podcast. We schedule. Oh, yeah. it. I love that episode with them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we schedule it too. Like last this, so today's when we're recording this, it's Labor Day. So this past Friday, I was just at their house because we hadn't seen each other for like two weeks. So then, you know what I mean? Like we schedule. I think this Friday we're gonna go shooting at the gun range, um, because they have to. Because and to be honest, the Bible says the first year of marriage, y'all supposed to really just be with each other <laughs> like there is a scripture in the bible that talks about that so we as the single friends we have to understand that and not take it personal yeah. and, um, you, and you can't and so and i yeah you just can't take that personal every every season requires something different whether you but i do know that when you are married you have the responsibility of children it's different kudos to the people that know how to balance that because it, it just seems like a lot I personally don't know if I'm ready for that responsibility, especially yeah. the children. Okay, the children part is the part. <laughs> oh, maybe no. even maybe even the man, because <laughs> you know sometimes I, I'm being so delicate with my language because I really don't want to offend anybody. I think marriage is beautiful. I think partnership is beautiful, but you know, Rico, when you come home from a long day. And then you got to like find that extra energy. I'm yeah. like, uh, your girl don't know. I don't have it right now. I don't have I know that when it's time for me to have it, God will give it to me. But sometimes yep. when I come home, I don't want to, I don't, don't talk to me. Yep. I just want to shut it all down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. And honestly, like, um, and I don't like making this comparison, even though I will say people with kids make it for me. I have two dogs. I'm a dog mom. And yeah. it's just like being a mom. And I allocate my mornings, um, especially in spring and summer. So wintertime is kind of gets iffy. But I walk them at six o'clock in the morning because I know when I get off at five, I ain't trying. Like, I'm sorry, dogs. There's a backyard. You want to go run it? You know what I mean? Right. But I, it, it helps me and them if I get that energy out. Because Champ, he on his last, like, oh baby, my my dog, y'all, in the last in the next two three years is probably gonna be a wrap. 
But my younger one, Thor, he be in my face all the time. So how, imagine if that's a two-year-old and a husband. When I, it, The time, man, the time, you know? And so I think it would be wise of us to have this conversation. Um, maybe I'll do a panel with you, your friend, and my friend, DeSandra. That would be how, cool. Allocating this time, especially because your friend is one year in. Desandra and Brian, I want to say six years in, but they on their third kid. Like, Desandra about to pop in November. Oh, congrats. Yeah. So there's a lot of time that's not about to be, she's not going to have a lot of it, right? So I know I'm going to be put more even so on the back burner. So I think we should do that. I'm gonna, Let's try to make that happen because I think okay. that would be cool to have all four of us on the pod. So um, with that, there we go. Thank you so much um, again for being on this episode. I appreciate you. Consider me your homegirl in your head. Again, it's Rika. And if you need to reach out to me, listen, don't hesitate. It's not going to be weird on Twitter and on Instagram. I am just me, Rika. That's R-E-K-A. And I'm going to put my Twitter, Instagram, and email in the show notes, okay? You can also join me over in my private Facebook group titled Singleness is Not a Punishment. I mean, come on, who am I? (laughs) You know my tagline? That's my private Facebook group. The link will also be in the show notes. Now, if I said something that resonated with you and really helped you, please share this podcast with a friend because sharing is caring and you shouldn't be sitting on all this good information. So share it with your homegirl, okay? Or your homeboy. (laughs) Please do that. Also, don't forget to subscribe and then you'll be the first to know when new episodes drop. And if you have time, can you do me a favor? It'll help me out as a small business owner and a podcaster. Will you leave a rating on this episode? All you got to do is say that you liked it or you can even type out what you took away from this episode. It really helps me and keeps me going, providing free content for you. So thank you so much for doing that. Production, my intro was made by one of the greats in production land. His name is James Tyler. Thank you for my intro. And he used Beyonce's single ladies, Sorry Not Sorry by Demi Lovato. He used Dua Lipa, her song, New Rules, and also Truth Hurts by Lizzo. All right, that's all I got for you this episode. We will talk again on the next one.